Welcome back. This is Latina Lesbian Podcast. Join us and let us guide you to your healing journey. I am your host, Evelyn Golden. And I am your host, Natalie Golden. Today we will talk about things we never shared with our family, how we were raised, building boundaries, and how this is connected to our healing process. I'm so excited to share that this is our final episode for season one. For season two, we will be bringing in more content, so stay tuned. It's going to be amazing, guys. If you stayed here with us through the whole season, congratulations, guys, and thank you for supporting our content. We are extremely grateful. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the laughs, the stories, and the love that we've shared with you guys. So we are going to share some experiences that have happened to us, actually, um, how we felt about them and how we're doing so far as personal boundaries within our sibling relationships and our family relationships. And just a quick reminder, like age doesn't matter. You can be 40, 20, 15. That doesn't matter. And your circumstances definitely don't matter. OK, this can this is good advice for anybody who needs it. What matters is that you protect your boundaries because that's the whole point of this uh, episode and how it can help you improve your relationships and protect your own energy and yourself. Um, but okay, okay, Nat. So we, you know, we've both have grown in a Hispanic household. We shared briefly about the things that happened to us um, in most of our episodes. But um, can you share a little bit of your fam- family dynamic? Yeah, of course. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the different living, I guess, conditions. You know, I told you, I shared with you guys that I had lived with my dad for a certain amount of time. And then I had lived with my mom for another period of time. So I kind of just wanted to dive in and talk about how the relationships with your siblings and your family when you're, I guess, in my personal um, testimonial or Mm -hmm. what I went through it through my journey, how it affected me is just the simple fact that my parents were separated. And if you're out there and if you, you know, your parents are split up and they both have built different families, there's nothing wrong with that. I believe in people having a second chance of happiness. I truly, truly do believe that. But when it came down to having relationships with my siblings, it was really difficult for me. Those are hard. Yeah, it was really difficult because I felt like I was always bouncing back and forth. Yeah. And I couldn't really develop those relationships. I want to know, like, how many siblings you have. Can you share that with our listeners? So I do have a brother from my mom's side. And I have a brother and a sister from my dad's side, right? So those are would be my, my step-siblings. Mm-hmm. Are they a lot younger, older than you? Like, do you guys have a big gap in the age difference? Yeah, so... Actually, for my stepbrother and I, it's not so much of a difference. It, it's... Well, no, it, it kind of is. It's like maybe an eight-year difference. Yeah. That's a huge gap. Yeah. Right? So, obviously, like, not only growing up, like, step in separate homes yeah. but also having like different ages and different understanding um can definitely affect the relationship that you have with one another so just to give you a little bit more background um growing up with my with my mom the few years that I was living with her 
it was um, a little complicated because I always felt the need to be protective and teach my brother the right thing to do, which I don't even know what that is, right? Because I was still young. But for some reason, I felt like that responsibility of like, not that anybody implied me to have it, but just the simple fact that I had to do it for him so he could not struggle the same way and so he can have like all of the things that he needed as he was growing up. So you up. started parenting at so, a young age. Yeah, I kind of started like parenting yeah, him. Yeah, it is parenting because <laughs> you're worried about like how they're going to grow up. You're protecting them as a mother would because you never grew up with that. Yeah. With that feeling of feeling secured and protected by your own mom. Yeah, but like, for example, growing up with him, instead of me being just an older sibling and not worrying about stuff like that, I, I did. You know, I was worried about what he was watching online. I was worried about, you know, you know, given the fact that I was exposed at a very early age to all of the things that I shared within previous episodes, um, I felt the need to protect him. I felt the need to track what he was doing online. I felt the need to, like, sometimes, you know, see what he was doing with his cousins. And, like, I don't know. I feel like part of it wasn't even part of my job to do that. But why do you feel like you had to protect him so much? Yeah, so I felt the need to protect him because I felt very um, unprotected during that time. I just felt like my mom saw me as a little adult. Like, what does that even mean? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I felt like... Because, like, I feel you. Like, you're not the only one. Like, I feel like they see you and you're eight years old and they're like, oh, eres la más grande. Like, you take care of them. Or cuida tu hermanito or cuida tu hermanita. So, they just give us that role. Like, we start working at a young age, bro. Yeah, I just, (laughs) I just felt that it was more of like, no, you've always been so smart. You've always had to figure it out. Like, you've always been so, like, well put together. But, like, let me ask you this. Is that more of, like, brainwashing or what do you think? Well, I feel it was more like brainwashing. Because why would would an adult, like, it's like if you had a kid, a five-year-old, would you be telling that five-year-old that shit? No. So that they can take care of a two-year-old? Well, it's not necessarily... I didn't have to forcefully take care of my brother. But she did imply that I was very mature for my age all the time. But that affected the way that I grew up. So I felt like I always had to be very strict with myself when doing my homework or be very strict with myself when I was like... yourself? Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, exactly. Even now that I'm saying that... What does that mean? Strict with yourself? Yeah, be very, like, cautious in how... Like, the time, the timing. Like, by the time I get home, like, I have this and this and this to do. And then I have to finish my chores. Were and you... Then, okay, let me so, ask you this. Were you your own parent? <laughs> Maybe. Holy if, shit. It felt like that sometimes because I was yeah. alone most of the time. Yeah. So, I had an aunt that would take care of me. And, you know, my grandma also took care of me while my mom was working. But I think part of me just adapted these qualities of like you have to do this and this and this and this you know at a certain time which sometimes it's okay but for me being the age that I was and being exposed to everything that I was exposed to yes it made me who I am today but also it affected me it affected me negatively for the fact that I was very uptight sometimes Mm -hmm. I couldn't have fun I couldn't let loose I couldn't so you didn't have a normal childhood no so I wasn't really conditioned to obviously like be a a kid just be a kid you know yeah 
So moments like, for example, because my mom did take me to Disneyland one time, you know, she told me you were just like with with your face, you know, and you didn't know how to have fun and and I didn't know what to do because everybody else was so excited. And I'm like, well, yeah, like I literally learned how to do chores when I was like four years old, you know. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so anyways, but what I'm trying to say um, related to what we're, we're our story right now is that, you know, that difference that the age difference obviously it affected like the relationship with my brother i tried to parent him more and try to teach him like the hoops so he wouldn't struggle like and i did and this was your mom's son and this right? was my mom's son okay, okay. right so you know i started noticing i started at some point developing um kind of like her characteristics of when she would get frustrated with him and mad at him like i would do the same thing yeah and so <laughs> later on as we got older, mm-hmm. like, that was really hard to kind of turn around. Mm-hmm. When I was, like, maybe in my early 20s, that was really difficult for me to turn around. Because he already saw me as someone who was more of, like, um, like unquote, a parent versus, like, Assuming. my sister. Yeah. You know? And that affected oh. his trust in, like, being able to open up about certain things. Oh, my God. So crazy. I had to start from scratch and kind of develop that relationship with him of like hey like i'm not just you can trust me you know what i mean tell me what you need to tell me and it stays between us and i'm not even too long ago like you know little things like for example if i go over to my mom's house and she's getting mad at him she would tell me oh like you should just talk to him and see what's wrong with him or you should see if he listens to you and i personal therapist (laughs) and i know that sometimes it's like it comes from like a oh like let's see what your brother but if my brother doesn't feel comfortable sharing something with me i'm not gonna try to push him to share things with me if that makes sense and that's what a sister should be Mm mm-hmm so I remember when my mom told me that the last time I was like, no, he's not my son. Like, he's not my son. If he feels comfortable, like I told you, like, he'll tell me. So how did you start? Because I know you had a really hard time developing boundaries with your mom, you know, for example, with what you just told us. How were you able to, you know, say no to her in that moment and say that it was her son, not your son? It's actually much easier than what you think. Like, I forever thought that it was really hard to speak up to my mom. Yeah. And just tell her exactly what I thought. And it's actually not. Does it mean that people will get uncomfortable? Like, she got uncomfortable because she was not used to me responding like that. Yeah, absolutely. She was super uncomfortable. She was like, whoa, what the what the fuck? Like, what, what do you mean no? Or, you know? Mm-hmm. But even though she was taken back by my response, like, I felt really good. And even though there was, like, an elephant in the room and it was so uncomfortable... I was really happy that I'm like, no, like, that's his personal life. He'll come to me as a, you know, as a sister, as a, you know, brother, sister relationship, whenever he's ready. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't want to share with me, that's okay, too. Like, that's his personal stuff. So for people who are trying to have more boundaries with their mom or their dad, you know, when it comes to young brothers, like, what, what would you tell them? I would just definitely tell them that, of course, always being respectful I don't think that we need to disrespect one another, of course, like if, in any type of relationship. But I would definitely say you can definitely be respectful and still voice your opinion at the same time. And there's nothing wrong with that by practicing, you know, speaking up and telling 
your parents or your siblings what you truly think and where you stand when it comes to family matters. And that's if, like, you have an okay relationship because this is just for, like... Because I, I don't want, like, one of our listeners to be like, all right, I'm going to go tell him what's up, and then it doesn't work out because they don't, they don't have a good, healthy relationship with their parents. So this would only apply to people who have an okay relationship, right, with their parents. Right. So with, with any type of, like, relationship, if a person is ready to hear you, that's where I'm saying, like, cool, express yourself. Now, the, the other person, yeah. like, the other, your really family member. That's a really good point. Yeah, yeah. If, they're, if somebody's just, like, not even willing to look at you, then obviously, you know. <laughs> Damn. It, yeah, it's true. It's Then there's no point. Then you know what your answer is. And your boundary, part of your boundary is understanding that that person doesn't have the emotional they're not, yeah, they're not capacity. Yeah, doesn't have the emotional capacity yeah. to understand or to be open with you. Mm-hmm. Because they don't really... It's not necessarily that they don't care, but maybe, you know, how they were brought up too. Yeah. It, it There's a lot of factors, honestly. Yeah. We can go like crazy depth into all of this, but yeah, if that person's not receptive, receptive to you telling them how you feel, then I mean, what's the point to begin with, right? Why yeah. exchange that energy yeah. to begin with? Mm-hmm. All right. So now that we're talking about siblings and all this good stuff, um, I, I want to know, okay? Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Okay. Ask me all the questions. All right, all right. So, <laughs> is there such a thing as a favorite son or daughter? Yeah, I feel like it's very cliche for me to say it. It happens more with your step-siblings. Really? Because but... I don't know. You're the one with the step-siblings. Well, yeah, but I don't think it matters. Okay, I feel okay. like there's, like, indifferences. You think even it's if... in both, w- both yeah. ways? Okay. Yeah, okay. it could be in both ways, too. Um, Definitely, it... Growing up with my dad was obviously, like, I always felt the need to, like, or have the need to stand out or be the best one or... Damn. Like com- competition. Not like competition. No. But just... Because I wasn't competing with anybody. Okay. But it was more of, like... Why stand my, out then? Because I felt that the more I did better or the more that I would do better... The more he would love you. The more he would love me. What the fuck? Yeah, the more that he would accept me. It's so oh mind fucking, huh? <laughs> I know oh you're so uncomfortable, God. but yeah. So it was like my own self expectations that I built. Oh. So I get the chills, yo, my body, and not the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> not the good ones. No. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So yeah, like coming from that, I felt like he always had a way of ma- making me feel like I had to like over exceed my my own expectations. So for example, you set an expectation. You reach it, but you need to, like, over-exceed that expectation by the day of, like, tomorrow, the next, next week, next month. Like, just constantly be better and doing better just so I can get noticed, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So, when I was a teenager, my dad tried to win me over by trying to show me the best restaurants to eat in, the where to shop, go to the mall. You know, all those things that obviously I wasn't too exposed to living with my mom just by the simple fact that they had different incomes. So he was trying to show that he was like rich and cool and or that he had more fancy. money That's and that I up. I know that I hadn't grown up with like, you know, like his other kids did or that my life before him was very unbalanced. And he showed you that. He showed me that. He was trying to show me that. Bro. So that's the first thing he kind of did and then all of a sudden um they there started to be like indifferences 
um, mostly because of my stepmom. So obviously my stepmom was always trying to vouch for her kids to get like the best, the latest. And if I was in the way, since it was another kid, it was three kids now, it wasn't just two, she would make sure that her kids would get like the best piece. Let's just, you know, for sake, say the best piece of like that chocolate cake or the best piece of, you know, the pie. Like she was always trying to make sure that they got the best piece, the best everything. So just to give you an example, one of the times my dad was going to get rid of like the living room TV and he had said like, you can have this TV. You've had your other, my, my personal TV from the room. I mean, I get it. Not even all of us got TVs, but my little TV had the VHS where you can put like the, the, the movies, the old school TV. Okay. And my brother, because my dad had gotten, gotten him into like gaming and stuff since he was very young. He had a flat screen TV already in his room. How Mind you, know he, he was how? like younger. He oh, was like so your step brother and my, sister. Yeah. They're younger than you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So you're the oldest one. So I'm the oldest one okay. from like both sides. Mm-hmm. So he already had a flat screen TV, his gaming stuff, and everything. And my dad said, "You know what? This TV from the living room is gonna go in your room because you're the oldest and because you worked, you have good grades." And I see that you've been doing really good in school and you've been doing really good with your extra curricular activities and you're on top of everything. So I'm going to give you this TV. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, not, didn't think any of it. I've never had flat screen TVs. I never even really truly had like a full room with full privacy on my own. So it wasn't like a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But it became a freaking deal <laughs> or a big deal whenever we were all sitting in the living room and... My brother, my young... Well, he was little at the time, you know. He started asking for the TV. And uh, my stepmom started hugging him and caressing him, like, all weird. Like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yes, that TV's gonna go in your room. And I was like, wait. I was like, I'm not trying to make this a big deal, you know. But I, my dad told me that I was gonna have this TV because, you know, I've, I've been doing really good. Like, mm-hmm. so... He started, my dad kind of stayed quiet. He didn't say anything. And she, it completely dismissed what I had said. And she looked at my dad and she's like, oh no. She's like, you promised this TV for my son since like a while back when you got it. And like, that was one of the things that I, I didn't even fight. I think I got more hurt by the fact that that was happening to begin with. I just, I was in so much shock. Why are they doing this to kids? First of all. (laughs) Second of all, how could you be weird and selfish and worry about material things when at the end of the day, they don't even fucking matter? Like, how are you raising your fucking kids? Exactly. And so I was just kind of taken back because I, from the very beginning, it just made me feel like the ugly duckling. Yeah. And then it didn't help that I was gay because she later on started... Minus 30 points. <laughs> Minus. <laughs> I was Fuck. like, shit. So... We grew up very different. Like, I remember my dad waking me up super early, knocking on the door, telling me to get going, telling me to go out on Sundays and spend time with him and spend time with the family. And fast forward to when I would go visit, you know, my siblings, because I was still trying to be part of the family, right? So I would go... This is your dad's side? This is from my dad's side. Okay. So when I would go and my brother was still asleep, like, till, like, noon or one, I was like, what happened? Like, why did you guys treat me so different? Damn. Like, they would let him sleep. He would be gaming until 2 in the morning. He 
completely couldn't go into the fridge whenever he wanted to. And those are the limitations that I got when I was living with him. As a stepdaughter. As a, basically as an out and out. Yeah. So I couldn't go into the fridge and make myself something because he would be like, well, why are you doing it now? Why didn't you do it when we're having dinner time? Or he, you were he, fucked up. Yeah. He was just like really fucked up in very like different ways that I didn't see him acting the same way with my younger siblings. Yeah. So I didn't notice that till much later. And this fucked up your relationship with them too. <laughs> exactly. Because Fuck. for a very long time, you know, since I was the more outspoken one, even though things were going on in my life, yeah, I was very like outspoken and I would tell them how I would feel in the moment. Maybe not how I would tell them now, but I, I guess in my own teenage way of <laughs> saying, trying to defend myself. Yeah. But, um, You're 15 year old. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And it's not to say, like, he bought me things, too. But it was very hard for me to get my own things. Like, it was hard for me to get my personal, like, feminine things, you know? It was really hard for me to get... Like, what do you mean by that? Like, it was really hard for me to ask my dad, hey, like, I really need to go to the store. Like, I really need tampons or I really no need mommies. pads or I, I really need mascara. Which I get makeup, whatever. But, like, for personal, pads, bro, for personal tampons, use things. Like, come on. I just, oh, my God. I remember my heart racing so much every time I had to, like, feel like I needed to ask him for something. Oh, what the fuck? You would get anxiety? I would get anxiety from just having or, you know, asking him, like, hey, I need to, like, take care of this or i need to pay this in school or uh, and my heart would just race so much i would get so much anxiety but my anxiety presents differently because i kind of like since very young diso- just dissociate yeah and i would just like bite my nails or you know yeah be a fucking weirdo like that but <laughs> and so then this fucked up your relationship with your siblings obviously your relationship with your parents well yeah because um, my stepmom you know they would want me to hang out with them, but then it was only, like, when they wanted... It was weird. So I really never knew, like, hey, can I fully, like, go and hang out with them? And now that I'm much older and, you know, it's been a while, but we don't really talk... We don't talk to each other at all. At all. Not even through social media. We don't send cute posts to each other. We don't... Because from the very beginning, my dad inflicted I don't know if it was my dad or maybe my stepmom inflicted so many like thoughts and ideas to my siblings that they don't see me as an equal if that makes sense that's fucked up so because they don't, so see they don't me even as talk any, to you so they don't talk to me bro wow they don't tell me about their hopes their dreams their who they're dating you have absolutely I, no relationship I have with no them. relationship with them and I tried I tried but by the time that I, I felt like I was trying it was just too late because they already have this thought of the person that my stepmother and my dad whichever told them I was. To them, if they were older and they reached out to you, whichever. Yeah, definitely. To your stepsisters and brother. Yeah, I would definitely sit down with them and and have a conversation with them about just That's everything. What happened. Yeah, about what <laughs> Let's happened. Put everything on the table, guys. This is what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Okay, That's crazy. And your brother from your mom's side. And my brother, from my mom's side, I feel like sometimes he he's still kind of stuck there to where he wants to see me as this person. But... Person? As, like, a parent. Oh, okay, okay. You know, as yeah. a person that... But now he's more... He's kind of leaning more towards, like, 
once in a while talking to me about his personal life and how he feels towards certain matters growing up. But still, I feel like that relationship, even for as much as it's going to take years, that's what I'm trying to say. It's going to take years to kind of like, and even then, I don't even think it's going to be as good as, you know, other other sibling relationships. And, you know, sibling relationships aren't perfect. You know, we fight, we argue, we make up, but they're hard. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't talk about relationships with siblings. Yeah. <laughs> they're really I- hard to water and keep going. Because at the same time, think about this. Like, we're all about, like, three to five and ten years apart, right? Of age difference. And we all grow up seeing different versions of our parents. So mm-hmm. we actually don't have the same story. Even though we grew up in the same household and we're siblings and we have the same parents. We all have different fucking experiences. Exactly. So and that's the trippy part because people people think, and even if you don't talk to your siblings, you might just assume like, nah, like fuck no, like we went through the same shit. Like, don't you remember? But like in reality, like <laughs> I feel like everyone had their own fucking experience. Everybody has their own story. And yeah. then parents are fucking different with each sibling. Yeah. Like it's weird. Like it's they weren't the same with you and they're not gonna be the same with the youngest one as they were with the oldest one. Like it's actually the fucking opposite. So for example, now that you're talking about that, like in my family, for me, my mom obviously from my mom's side. So my mom sees me as the one who knows it all, the one who's like so easy to find things and everything comes easy to her because she's so smart and like but she doesn't know like how difficult it's been for me having to adapt those thoughts that weren't mine and then putting that pressure onto myself as an adult. You know what I mean? Would you do her taxes? (laughs) Like shit like that or what? I never did. Okay. No, I never did. It could have, it could have happened. But I've I, seen like, I've, I've heard of stories of like when people are young, they're like translating, doing bills for parents, doing taxes, like their emails and all that crazy shit. And I get it. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like if you're definitely, if your parents are like much older, but like my mom's really young, mm-hmm. like my mom's not even 50 yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So she, I mean, she knows how to use Facebook and I mean, TikTok and all these other apps. Like, so... No, like it never got that bad, Mm -hmm. but there was things here and there that she would tell me, well, you take a look at it because you're the smart one. And like, so in my brain, I was like, okay, well, let me help her. You know, I feel, I feel bad. But now that I'm like realizing all these things and I've been going through my healing journey, I'm like, damn, like I didn't really have to do those things if I didn't want to, you know, I didn't have to feel bad. Like people don't need to make you feel bad to do something, you know? And so everybody's story is different. But what you were saying is that, Parents are different versions. Like, for example, for me, she was very um, strict growing up. Mm -hmm. Like, my manners, just simple things. Like, I couldn't reach over, like, the table without asking, like, oh, I need this from, I need the salt. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. there's certain things that I couldn't do. And my brother was completely different. And she completely dismissed his behavior because he said it's because he's a very anxious boy and it's because you know he has all these other things going on and and it's and i was like what about me like what about my me biting my nails what about me like going through this what about you know yeah but again very different version of how my brother grew up with my mom than how i did so then you guys see her very differently yeah exactly oh my god so So one of the things she would always say, one of the comments she would always make, and she should never make this comment, but 
if I throw you or your brother into the ocean, like you would float and your brother would sink. So that's why I need to be there more for him than for you. And I'm like, that, makes, I'm like, that makes no sense. Like, Who says that, bro? No, that is not okay. What the fuck? That's like saying like, if I had to save you or your brother. <laughs> Sorry, Nat. I'm going to save your brother. Because you, he needs more help. Yeah. But it's Bro, it's like what the fuck. But it it should be equal. Every human it has a different has a quality. Every uh, human has fuck. different qualities. Like, I don't know why Hispanic parents are fucking weird about their kids. Yeah. Whether it's like and then if they're old school Hispanics, they treat the girl like shit, and the guy he's like a fucking prince in the house. Yeah. So on top of everything, <laughs> like it doesn't help that we're fucking gay, right? Like fuck no. <laughs> That's like minus fifty points. <laughs> <laughs> like we're fucked we're gay and a, and a girl oh fuck no we're fucked <laughs> we have no hope <laughs> no no it's hard out here man so fuck. how was it for you you said that your parents were very different versions of themselves as you were growing up but i yeah, know that time. the story is different because you were able to stick you know all together you grew up with your siblings i would say i didn't really grow up with my brother because he's 10 years older than me so at age 15 he was practically raising himself because he was gay he was different like my parents didn't really give a fuck if he had eaten or was okay they, he kind of was just pushed off to the side um, and I'm pretty sure it was because he was gay um I grew up with my little sisters because our our age gaps are way closer and it was very rough. I mean, from the start, I, you know, growing up with domestic abuse, like I had mentioned in my previous stories and previous podcast episodes, I was only five years old and, you know, I would see my dad come home and beat the fuck out of my mom. She was pregnant. He would like kick her stomach and it was terrible. It was graphic. It was scary. I would see her cry I would see her try to like, I would see her try to cover her bruises on her face, her black eyes with like makeup. And everything was just really graphic for me. You know, you grow up with this and you think it's normal and it's so fucked up. And, you know, I just developed so much anxiety, a lot of PTSD. I still have PTSD because... I can't hear any loud noises because I freak the fuck out, you know, just from like growing up and hearing things fucking break all the time and slamming doors and yelling. And my dad fucking, I remember him pulling the fuck out of my mom's hair and punching her, like fist punching her straight in the fucking mouth or nose. And I, I just wanted everything to be okay. You know, as somebody at five years old should not fucking be seeing that shit. That's fucking crazy. And, you know, at the same time, my mom was really busy trying to handle some businesses uh, back then. And, you know, I, I kind of was just left with the responsibility of my the newborn, <laughs> my younger sister, which would be the middle child right now or the middle young girl. Um, And it's just fucking crazy because she would leave me there with the bottles and I would feed her. I would clean her. I would change her diapers. I would put her to sleep. And it was just fucking crazy for me to experience that at such a young age. It was just kind of like, I just grew up with that. It was just, I just thought it was my responsibility to do that. 
you know, fast forward, uh, my little sisters got a little bit older. My brother was still kind of doing his own thing. And, um, you know, between the ages of 14 and 18, I was definitely sexually abused. Um, and, you know, I was controlled and manipulated into this relationship or straight relationship because I was gay. Um, and if you guys haven't heard it, you guys should definitely um, hear one of the uh, previous episodes where I talk about that. And I get more into detail. That's what I'm trying to say. And basically, you know, between all those ages, I just felt like my mom was controlling me. I just wanted to do whatever it took to see my mom happy because I always hear I always saw her crying and upset and unhappy. And I was like, fuck, like I'm her first daughter. Like if I'm gay, I'm going to fuck her up. Like I felt like it was my responsibility to make her feel happy. But at the end of the day, like it wasn't even her life, I guess and that wasn't my responsibility because she decided to live her life and this is this was my life and at the time um you know my dad had kind of stepped out and this was when I was like 16 kind of stepped out there and kind of went and did his own thing and so we were left alone for a while and you know I had the responsibility of taking care of my younger sisters I always felt the need to take care of them no matter what and um you know there wasn't any fucking food in the fridge my mom was just like completely depressed sleeping most of the day I mean she went through a lot I'm not telling her I'm not saying that this is her fucking fault I'm just kind of sharing how this fucked her up and then you know it's just generational chains and then it fucks us up so you know seeing her like that what do you do you just try to help you know as the oldest sibling you feel responsible for your younger ones and I just kind of felt like I was a sec their second mom and uh you know I would do anything to feed them and one time they were gonna go into school and they had no money no money for like backpacks and shoes or nothing it was heartbreaking I couldn't let them go through that so when I was in this fucked up relationship um you know there was no income coming in and he was my only source of like getting out there and my only source of income and he would uh sexually abuse me to you know even get 50 dollars out of him you know because he would use it against me he'd be like how are your sisters not gonna have food how are your sisters not gonna have this or that and i'm like fuck like you know i need to do what i gotta do to like help them get their little stuff for school or you know just even have fucking food in the in the fridge and you know when you go through shit your siblings don't know what's happening because you know at that time they were super young my little two young sisters didn't know so when you know I felt disrespected you know and I'll share a little bit more that right there is just a little short recap of like how I grew up and how I saw things and what I've experienced with my siblings um you know later on I I always raised them and told them because I did raise them told them that we have to stick together no matter what that no one can separate us because the only thing that we have is each other and the only thing that holds us together is love and our sibling relationship we didn't want to repeat the same thing that we saw with our tios and tias that they don't even fucking talk to each other call each other you know my uh, my grandma died during COVID, and she had a total of four kids, 
and in the funeral, no one held each other, no one cried with each other, nobody held each other's hands. They were just all looking at my grandma, just fucking dead there in the casket. It was heartbreaking to see that. And that was my whole point, I guess, because I always saw it growing up. You know, the distance between my family, nobody was ever really close. Like you hear, you know, Mexican families partying and fucking all together and hanging out. And for me, it wasn't like that. It was like that at the very beginning when I was super young, but we kind of just grew up alone within, within our own household. Nobody would really talk to each other. I don't even talk to most of my cousins right now. And I'm sure it's like that with a lot of Hispanic Mexican households. And it's terrible. But, you know, raising my sisters and trying to teach them what's good and what's bad out there and protecting them. Because that was my main final goal, to protect them. Because that's how I showed my love, being strict and telling them like no fuck no don't waste your time with that shit you know i was there during their first breakups i was there when they first cried their first everything and you know i did these things and i'm not saying it so they can feel bad about me if they ever hear this like no like i'm sharing this because i'm still trying to heal from all of this i'm still going through my healing journey and if if you have time to like reflect on things like this that happen with you and your family do it take the time to like sit back and think about all of this and think about things that hurt you and think about the things that you might have blocked growing up things that hurt you deeply in your heart just to wrap this up fast forward you know to almost recently actually it was my mom's birthday and uh we all went out to eat so yeah we all try to like hang out and stuff um i don't really have the best relationship with my parents but i i did try you know i tried to like talk to them ask them if they're okay ask them if they need anything i'll send my mom money if i can if they need it you know because they don't make a lot of money you know i don't either but you try to help out whenever you can so fast forward um, to almost recently, actually, this year. It was my mom's birthday. And, you know, we all went out to eat. Just to put this in perspective, just to let you guys know, like, I've done everything and whatever it takes to help my sisters out. You know, I've driven out of my way. I've, you know, gotten in debt for them. I've, you know, lost sleep for them. I listened to them. I had no fucking boundaries, basically. And um, I would do whatever it took. So, para que no les faltara nada. So, like, they're not in need. Because that's what I thought it, that's what an older sister does. Take care of the younger ones. Because you're like a second mom. And that's where you're practically taught at a very young age. So, that's kind of like my mentality. And, you know, I'm trying to get better from that. I'm, right now, I'm trying to distance myself from them. Because that is what's healthiest for me for my healing process, for my healing journey. And, uh, you know, going back to that dinner, I uh, I had asked one of my siblings, like, hey, man, like, can you give me a ride home? And, you know, it, I just want you guys to know that it's not about the ride. It's about, or it's not even about the favor. It's just about the thought. You know, knowing that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm over here giving myself to them 100,000%. And she returned saying to me, like, no, like, basically, no, like, with attitude, you know, like, when you feel the vibe with your family and it's just 
really off. And that's one of the reasons I, I don't really, really like to hang out with them either because the vibe's off or someone's mad or we all fight. Like, it's just, it's really difficult for me to hang out with my family. And I know I'm not the only one out there, but, you know, sometimes, you know, at that dinner, I just felt like there everybody was going at me. You know, I definitely got triggered. You know, I felt like everyone's ganging up and bullying me. And, you know, they should know that me being gay, me doing everything that I've ever, that I could for them, I know they know that. So it, it just definitely broke my heart. And I'm sharing this example and it might, it might be a stupid example for a lot of you guys, but, you know, it was recent and I just want to share this example because I felt like I was the ugly duckling here. I felt so alone. I felt like I was getting triggered i was scared they were making fun of me they were ganging up on me laughing at me and to them it might not be such a big deal but families do this siblings do this and i just want you guys to know that this isn't normal and this isn't healthy as soon as i felt uncomfortable i should have left and yeah at the end of the day i decided to get an uber and you know i got an uber home but you know that should have never happened you know you don't get to see your family all the time and when you do you hope for the best you hope to make a good memory out of it and all i got out of that was my mom telling me you fucking ruined my birthday like thanks for such a beautiful day in a sarcasm way and if you know knowing that i don't have the best relationship with her like that breaks your heart i'm sure your parents have or siblings have told you something really fucked up and it stays inside of your heart in your mind forever it just hurts you so fucking bad. And, you know, there should be lines of respect because it's just what it is. Like, we should all accept each other for what it is and have those boundaries. You know, just simply in this example, just asking for a simple favor, it shouldn't have turned into a mess. And, you know... This, these little things, I'm going to take them into consideration because this, honestly, it doesn't help my healing journey. I want to get better. I want to heal. And that's why, you know, I have to decide, you know, I need, I need distance from my own family. And that's completely normal. And if you feel like that too, don't feel bad. It's normal. You have to, you need fucking space. Sometimes I just feel like I'm taking for granted. And all I want was like, to be civil and I just want respect from them you know because of everything that we've been through like let's just all heal together let's get better let's have a normal fucking dinner without killing each other you know and if you ever feel like that don't feel crazy because for a second there I feel like I was fucking crazy so I don't want you to feel like that but sometimes it's like man it's like you really need to yeah open up about it because it's it gets tied up here in your heart and you're just like what the fuck like am i doing wrong as a person like as a sister like basically i just felt so rejected by all of them yeah um and i needed a simple favor like that's it it was like a normal thing and i just felt very rejected by them so So this triggered you how it triggered me and i was just like wow like i felt so alone and on top of that like this is not the first time that you know, my si- my siblings are straight, so they're they're allowed to like take their partners, guy partners, yeah. right, 
to go eat with my parents, to go have family time with my parents. But there's no fucking way in hell that I could ever take you with yeah. my parents and have lunch with with them. Yeah, there's so no automatic, way. yeah, automatically like that's automatically like I'm already putting up with that. So why am I going to put up with more shit? You know, if they can't even respect me as a fucking person. Or they can simply respect Just be family. Civil. To, yeah. Just be civil and you know that's why I feel like my siblings will never understand me or my brother mm-hmm. because we've always felt left out. We, I mean, honestly, like, I feel like the oldest have always had it the worst. Mm-hmm. Even though everyone has had their own experience, experiences, sorry. But me and my brother have had it the worst in my family. Yeah. Like, my mom wouldn't even, like, reach out to us. She won't call us to see how we're doing. She won't check up on us. Because her ego and her pride is much bigger. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. But it, you can be this perfect señora out there with other people in front of other kids. To your straight kids, you can give them everything. But when it comes to your gay child, why are you so fucking different to them? What did they do to deserve that? Yeah. What did we do to deserve this? Obviously, look, we take the best out of things. We've become the most amazing individuals as females, as Latinas, in our careers, as... Wow, we're, we've been through so much and, you know, I'm going to give ourselves props because we're incredible, sweet fucking women yeah. after everything we've been through. Exactly. After all the rejects that we've been through, after our motherly wounds, and they hurt so much more than, like, all the painful shit your father has done to you. I don't know if it's because we came out of their wounds. Like, I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, I can definitely vouch for both. Um, definitely... It doesn't hurt me as I can honestly say that. I think I have a better relationship with my mom now, but only because I've been working on it for quite some time and it's still taking me some time. You know, there's not going to be ever like perfection. Um, and that's not what I want. What I want is for there to be mutual understanding and mutual respect for each other's boundaries. That's the ultimate mm-hmm. goal in every relationship. Um, but yeah, like I would honestly say that it would hurt me more coming from my mom than from my dad. You know, from my dad, like, it's weird. It's, I don't know how to explain it, but I just feel like a stronger connection to my mother. I mean, she, you know, your mom has you, you know, she... (laughs) Yeah, they give birth to us. gives birth to us. So, yeah, my dad, I mean, I could just not even get a text back from him at all, and I'm oddly okay with it now. (laughs) You know what I mean? it's it's true, it's true. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, I mean, I don't even... I mean, my mother doesn't reach out to me or call me or text me just to see if I'm okay. Or the times that she has in the past, and I'm sorry to say this, she's only called you to... What, to trigger me? To yeah. trigger you. She just calls or, me to, like, ask me, you know, when am I going to marry a guy? Yeah. Or when am I going to have a wedding with a guy? Or if I'm talking to any guy and it's like, mom, like, no, like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm sorry to disappoint you. I don't know what to tell you, like... She doesn't even ask me, like, hey, how are you? How's your career going? Anything. No. But, you know, we're here to guide you guys um, to not allow negativity to come between you and your family. And this just comes with, like, building those boundaries, you know, as as hurt as you can be, you know, from our experiences. You know, we get hurt sometimes. But we have to heal from them. We have to forgive them no matter what. And then we have to forgive ourselves. Yeah, and keep because moving, keep everyone moving forward. is in their own journey it wasn't their fault and it's not your fault. Our job here is to live in this earthly world and to have a spiritual human experience. 
mm-hmm. so that we can elevate our vibration and heal. That's the main goal. Go to heaven or expand within this universe, however you want to believe it, which is the same thing to us. That's how we see it. And forgive others and forgive yourself. That's what we're here for, guys. That is the main point of all this. Look, guys, and at the end of the day, we want you to love the relationship between you and your family. So, you know, don't forget that. But we want you to be as healthy as possible by being able to have boundaries and a voice all at the same time. Um, You know, just be very balanced. If things are difficult right now, be hopeful. Don't adopt those negative emotions you feel for life. A storm doesn't last a lifetime, okay? But, you know, if someone doesn't want to appreciate you, it's simple. Just keep your distance. Don't grow bitter, don't get jealous, don't envy, forgive, move forward, and be the one who breaks the chains. As always, we love you guys. Thank you for tuning in. I hope we touched your hearts. I hope you learned something. Stay Stay golden. golden.